which is a fun topic, you know, I like to talk about is eco-sexuality, which didn't have a word at that point, but I understood how healing my relationship with my sexuality, which is my earth body here, would also heal and connect me to earth and to nature and to the elements and how healing and erotic that connection is. Um, so with with all of that over like yeah this has definitely been over the last 10 years more <laughs> now that I think about it um, led me to to understanding that um, I'm here to create that change and to support people in it and I work with all people like I love working with couples I love working with individuals women men non-binary folks like I really just feel the importance for us to all rise. Um, and uh, when I see people work on their sexuality, I feel like uh, this came up earlier. It impacts every part of their life. It impacts their relationships. It impacts how they navigate boundaries. It impacts how they show up and work. It impacts how they might learn how to regulate things like burnout or overwhelm or um, giving too much, like all of those things, right? We like, there's so many skills that we can cultivate and practice. And um, to that, like, I, I, I like to say, um, how we do sex is how we do life. So when we become like intentional and awake about that, we, we become intentional and awake in other parts of our life. everyone welcome to another episode of soul authentic podcast i'm so excited to record this episode i'm lynn the host of soul authentic and i'm joined here with sophia faria and sophia is a beautiful sister that i'm so honored to have on today and you know to give her a little bit of an intro she is a sex and relationship coach a tantra yoga teacher consultant and copywriter as a somatic sex educator, she empowers individuals, couples, and groups in their sex and relationship lives. She's so multidimensional in, in everything that she does. You know, she's worked from one-on-ones to facilitating global retreats and trainings while holding space for the wisdom of your body and your self-authentic essence to come through. She's also this pillar of light standing for living in your pleasure and really grounds her work in sacred sexuality and sovereignty. And what I love is that she weaves in this beautiful science-based and trauma-informed approach to building our businesses and going into our creativity and just expressing ourselves. So I love that I'm able to have you on today, Sophia. And yes, without further ado, I'd love to just tap into this first question with you of what brings you into your authentic essence? Mm, thank you, Lynn. I'm so happy to be here. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I love that question. We were just speaking about like, what does soul authentic mean? And how is that being defined? Um, and, and actually, like you said, I think it's always evolving, right? It's about checking in in our present moment-to-moment experience and who we are. Um, there's like practical things I think about right away that are like, what are our rituals? What are um, our practices that we anchor into and remind us of who we truly are? Because we are navigating so much every day in our lives um, there's so much noise out there. Some of it's beautiful. <laughs> there's lots of distractions, right? And there's a lot of initiations that we have to go through, um, which ultimately, I believe when we harness them, brings us deeper into who we are and what is that authentic soul essence that we hold. Um, and we need 
those daily practices and reminders and people that also bring us in. So for me, that looks like um, a relationship to daily practice, which shifts. Like there's been moments where I've had just like so much discipline and would wake up at like 5 a.m. and do this yoga practice with mantra, which is um, really activating our voice and our sound and our movement. Um, um, and then there's times where writing was this practice that really allowed me to um, listen to the deepest stirrings of my soul and process um, what is happening in my life. Um, and in practices, a guide for me and a guide that I bring into my work with other people is what brings you pleasure and how do we, so we're going to definitely talk about pleasure today (laughs) and how are we empowered in our pleasure? Um, And uh, by pleasure, I, I, like I work with sex and relationships. I don't just mean sex or that, that aspect of pleasure, even though that's a really incredible part of, um, our, who we are as sexual beings and a guiding light. Uh, but I mean that pleasure of being alive, of recognizing that I'm alive and there's beauty in every moment. If I choose to see it, I've, I've been working, um, with some clients right now and, they're, you know, we're deep in the work, like one person I've worked with for over a year and someone I've been working with for a couple of months. And they've hit this point where they're reflecting to me that they just see beauty everywhere. They're like, I just see beauty everywhere. And that's such a, you know, everyone gets to define what pleasure means to them, who they are as sexual beings, um, and I go in waves, so I'm just going to warn you now. <laughs> I will circle back. Uh, but everyone gets to define that for themselves. And I love holding that container for others as well as holding it for myself because it's going to change. And it's going to um, um, depend on who I am, how I'm tapped into that essence of mine. Um, so there's, there's these pieces of, I, I want to call them the self as well as like practical things, um, that we can do in our day to day and in our rituals to stay tapped in. Um, and then there's our relationships with others. Like I, it is so important for me to be surrounded by, um, sisterhood, by, uh, like-minded um, people, hearted, like-minded and hearted people, um, by mentors, by different resources, right? And and to not have that all be in one place or one kind of track, but really to feel this whole network that I'm part of that can call me in that can remind me of my essence, that can reflect that essence to me when I'm surrounded by people who are also on their journey, you're one of them, um, that's really like connected to their purpose and their essence. It, it lights you up, right? It inspires you and together you get to make your lights brighter um, and, and be there in those moments where you're like, oh, like I feel like I'm, I'm kind of lost in the woods right now. What's going on, right? Um, so there's that part of network, community, um, resourcing, um, which, which comes from within and outside of ourselves. Um, uh, another part of this little, um, authentic, like there's so many parts, I'm sure you know this, right? It's infinite. (laughs) There are infinite ways we can tap in, which is what I see again and again on my path and on other people's paths. Um, there's really no, uh, I'll say no one way to God or to like our self-realization or to the love that we are, whatever we want to describe it as, right? Um, another part though is uh, really reflecting on values. Like what are my values at this time and what are the priorities of my values? Um, and that will change depending on our life circumstances and our life stages and different moments, right? Um, and my, my value, um, if I'm in a family and like a mother is going to be very different than my value. If I'm trying to like discover who I am as like a 20 something year old, like that'll just keep changing. Right. Um, 
but but to know um, what those values are, and then also how do we bring them into action? How do we um, live those values and stay anchored in our integrity in our own lives, in what we support, in the world around us, in those we support? Um, um, this is like a total side note, but I, um, in my early uh, education, like I was really into economic development and I love thinking about the world and systems and systems change and how do we create a more sustainable world. Um, I later in my journey realized that my systems change is sexuality and that's, I want to help people get more and more free <laughs> in discovering who they are as their fully expressed sexual selves um, and experiencing that in themselves. Um, at that time, one of my huge values though, and still is, was around agriculture and around local food. And I feel like you resonate with this too in your Chinese medicine and your own background, right? And I just felt the power I had as a consumer to vote with my money in what kind of food systems and approaches to food that I believed in. And um, one of my earlier pieces of work was soul food sex because food is such a huge component, right, of um, our, our whole relationship with our creativity and our sexual selves and um, our relationship with the world. So I felt so deeply that even though I'm not here to necessarily become part of like the agricultural world organization or, you know, an impact change in these bigger ways, um, I felt the power I had as an individual and as a consumer who could be involved, who could learn how to grow my own food, who could just be so mindful of the purchases I made every day and knowing that was a vote um, to the point where I had um, a friend reflect to me the other day that like when I was in that part of my life and they were connected to me, that that was like a, a sh total world shift for them in how they saw food and interacted with it and just like um and what that brings me down into deeper is passion like our soul authentic expression and for me really comes through when I identify what I'm passionate about and when I follow that and when I nurture it and give it space um um, and on the other side, it's about like just being real with like who I am, what are all my feelings, how do I like in my work of working with trauma and like what's in the way of us realizing that and living from that place like that it that work is just as important, if not more important, depending where we're at to work out and hold and embrace and integrate what's in the way. So that we really have these incredible maps of ourselves as we move forward, right? And I'm just, I'm going to stop there so you can come I in. I love that <laughs> so much. And I, I definitely feel like you are solidifying some strong codes here into this frequency of so authentic because it does embody all of these different pieces of us as being multidimensional beings. And I love that your core value in working with others and just in your life is experiencing the pleasures of life. Like when you're bringing up soul food sex, I'm thinking your soul does urge you to move towards what lights you up. What do you desire? Food is one of those things that are deeply, deeply gives pleasure for me. I mean, sex also, I love that you spoke into this as well as like changing the way we see pleasure and that it's not just sex. It's not just having that intimate interaction. It's it's creating and having relationships and building that, building that beautiful connection with something else that's outside of you or maybe inside of you. And so I love that you're speaking into all of these different pieces. And again, just highlighting that you're just this pillar of light to shine to this new system of how we think about our lives, how we come into communion with ourselves and with others and with our soul. I, I feel like this is so important right now 
And a big part of re- the reason why I created this platform was so that way people can tune into like-minded individuals. They can tune into a community of people who are living their soul purpose, who are really shining through these expressions that are feeling so aligned with their soul. I mean, when you begin to surround yourself around the same people who are on that path as you, there's no other way. There's no other frequency that you can be in but that. And that is so beautiful and love that you've spoken to all of those different pieces. And also highlighting again your journey of coming into the systems and the the development piece because this is something that you do so well you know you you help at least me see so many parts of myself and in these different ways and weave them together so beautifully so I want you to speak again into this piece of your journey of coming into what it means to be, you know, in your practices, like what has led you into getting into Tantra work and to relationship work and to understand your sexuality, you know, how has that transformed for you over time? Hmm. What a beautiful question. Thank you for, for sharing um, all these reflections too. And, um yeah going into more of this like of what has shaped me and how I I absolutely love to sit with people and um I know everyone everyone I come across has something very big and beautiful to contribute to the world and um when it's coming from this, like, just staying on theme with the, like, soul authentic self, like, just really staying from that place, it's so unique what everyone will offer. And it's so part of the medicine that they're here to offer. Like, no one else can offer what you're here to offer um, and in the way that you'll bring it together. And um, and we need all of it. Like, there is room for it everyone and for all of us to share and it's it's needed right um so I love working with people to like collect the different parts of themselves and their trainings and their experiences and their passions and um bring it into something that's very tangible right and that can keep evolving um for myself and my story of what's like led me down there's many stories right so I'll, I'll share um, a part here where um, coming back to my early 20s where I was actually studying economic development and I was in a liberal arts school. So luckily I got to learn a lot. I studied like sociology, religion, philosophy, um, psychology. I came to the psychology of sexuality with so much curiosity. I couldn't believe it. I was like, everyone needs to learn this because at that moment I realized I still haven't received any real sex education around my own life. And why is that? Well, you know, that's a whole other podcast of like the systemic (laughs) oppression of our sexuality (laughs) because we're so powerful, right? We are so like anyone in their full sexual essence is so powerful and we actually don't have a society in many cases that knows how to deal with that right so there's a lot of shame um and guilt and and different things that come out of that um but at that point i was on my own journey um realizing i feel very disconnected to to my own sex life to like I couldn't even have the words in my mind who am I as a sexual being like that was not my vocabulary and a lot of people I work with that's the question I ask them and they're like why like this too big too quick like (laughs) we cannot go to this question yet right (laughs) um and yeah and part of our work is supporting people in like defining that and understanding that and exploring what that could mean um 
but I didn't have that connection. And I, um, I wasn't very embodied either. I was so intellectual in my head. I had struggled with body image for so many years by that point. And, um, just a lot of, um, it just had a lot of like, uh, what's the word? I want to say early sexual experiences that were not um, supportive. Like they did bring their own traumas about them. And um, and in that moment when I sat in like the psychology of sexuality, I was like, I just want to learn everything I can about the female orgasm, right? Because of course, we're so goal oriented in our sexuality that I was like, this is what I want to learn about. I wasn't like, I want to learn about um, the depths of my body, or I want to like feel a deep relationship with who I am as a sexual being and with my body. I was like, I want to learn about orgasms, which was totally a great guiding way. <laughs> like I have no regrets there. Um, but, but quickly I had the right teachers and I was suddenly, I'm just going to skip forward. I was suddenly uh, in South Africa with one of the most incredible Tantra teachers that I've ever met um, named Shakti Milan in a woman's retreat, uh, naked, yelling, expressing all my emotions, like doing all these sensual practices and movements I've never done before. And I really realized that, oh, this is where my healing lies. Like if I heal this part of me, if I learn how to connect to my pussy, if I learn how to express from that place, um, I will heal so much. And what's been in my lineage, what's been in my own earlier relationship with myself, with my body, with partners. Um, um, and, and that was like my guiding light. And at that moment, I also realized well, at that moment, I realized that's my journey. And then later on, I, I really felt the calling of like, this is what I'm here to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and along that path, I also did um, a Tantra yoga teacher training um, shortly after that, which gave me so much structure. Like it gave me even more tools. It was like a nine month initiation immersion. Um and it let me like awaken in my body in ways that I had never, ever thought I could experience, um, as well as work through so much shadow and what I just want to call shit in myself that was like in the way. Um, and, and it ultimately cultivated this like deep devotion and discipline, um, which are the same words to me um, in, in my practice and in my body. Um, And from there, like all those combined, which is a fun topic, you know, I like to talk about is eco-sexuality, which didn't have a word at that point, but I understood how healing my relationship with my sexuality, which is my earth body here, would also heal and connect me to earth and to nature and to the elements and how healing and erotic that connection is. Um, so with, with all of that over like, yeah, this has definitely been over the last 10 years more (laughs) now that I think about it, um, led me to, to understanding that, um, I'm here to create that change and to support people in it. And I work with all people. Like I love working with couples. I love working with individuals, women, men, non-binary folks. Like I really just feel the importance for us to all rise. Um, And uh, when I see people work on their sexuality, I feel like uh, this came up earlier. It impacts every part of their life. It impacts their relationships. It impacts how they navigate boundaries. It impacts how they show up and work. It impacts how they might learn how to regulate things like burnout or overwhelm or um, giving too much, like all of those things, right? We like there's so many skills that we can cultivate and practice. And um, to that, like I, I, I like to say, um, how we do sex is how we do life. So when we become like intentional and awake about that, 
we, we become intentional and awake in other parts of our life, right? And we're not here to be perfect. That's not what this is about. It's <laughs> like integrity is so much more about how do we repair and how do we come back once we've made mistakes, mm. right? Um, and that's the same, like how do we stay gentle and tender with right. ourselves in our sexual experiences and encourage ourselves to grow and heal, Um yeah, and I want to throw it back to you again because I yes. could I could just keep going. <laughs> uh, yes, and I can listen to you like forever because you're just a wellspring of so much truth that is wanting to be revealed through our sexuality. And of course, it's such a big ever-evolving topic. You know, I truly feel that when you come into right relationship with your body, with yourself, you are healing your lineages, you're healing so many people around you, you're healing the collective. I mean, just to speak specifically into women and being in a sisterhood that has definitely allowed me to see other aspects of myself in other women that have been like, okay, this is something that I need to bring in and integrate and embody. And in fact, you know, when we begin to change our perspective of sex, as in like, it has to be this intimate experience or however society has programmed us to look at it. In fact, it can be, in fact, it could just be a connection with another person and how that person then transforms you, right? And, and offering so much reverence for that change, for that relationship and that every single connection that we make in this ecosystem of our life is really sacred. So the connection that we have to our bodies, what thoughts we're having about our bodies, where we're feeling a little bit sticky or icky in a certain situation, like all of those parts of ourselves are completely valid and can be healed by coming back to, well, what's true inside of my body at this very moment, what's alive and Yes, I just love all of these pieces that you've talked about in terms of not having proper sex education is such a big thing. You know, this is so prevalent even in our time right now is you learn about sex through other people on the internet, right? You learn through sex through these different streams, but never through the educational system, never through the way that is fitting for you and of course everyone is so completely different has a different blueprint of how they learn things and so it's about reaching out and and finding the different people that can bring in these pieces for you and that's what it really sounded like on your journey is like once you be really committed to this inner journey of healing within yourself it just automatically brought in opportunities mentors people in your life who shaped you to be who you are now. And it's so beautiful. I love that so much. And that brings back to this piece of when we are aligned with our true essence, our truth, our, and our integrity of that, then it begins to just flow different people in our lives, different experiences that are asking us to integrate those pieces. And it's such a beautiful process that we're in co-creation with all the time. We are in co-creation with nature, with the divine all the time. And in fact, every form of healing, every modality that you experience, every person that comes your way, they hold a key for you to integrate back into your soul authentic, authentic self, truly. And I also love this piece of coming back into your wild woman, coming back into the wild nature of who you are. I mean, I truly think that we're allowing this piece of us to come through, this piece of us that was tapped into our raw, powerful, even I feel ancient parts of ourself coming through. And it's saying, hey, how do I now fit into a modern world? How can we come back to basics and realizing this is all that we need to enjoy life? And also, you deserve everything that you want in your life. And so I love that 
you know, we spoke onto this in the beginning of experiencing the duality of all of that. Like it, we're here to experience coming back into the basics, coming back into what it feels like to be in the body and just feeling sensations and also coming into the pleasure practices of I invite everything that I deserve, that I'm worthy and that I want to build in this world to create a better place for the next generation. I love this piece and I really see that you are this pillar of somebody who is meant to pave a way for other creatives, other visionaries, other thought leaders to bring in these new systems for the next generation. It's so beautiful. And I love all of these pieces that you spoke into so much. (laughs) And yeah, I want to ask you in terms of pleasure piece and coming into an empowered pleasure. You know, to someone that's listening to this right now, how can they begin to shift understanding pleasure, not in it being sex, but in being everything? And I love that the clients that you're working with right now have begun to see life, that everything is beautiful. Everything has beauty in it. You know, to someone that feels this discrepancy of like, I don't see my life that way. What would you tell them? Mm, What a potent question. Um, And all your reflections, there's such gold here. Wow. It's, I'm just taking it in. So give me a moment. Um, I'm also, I, what I didn't share about my story, um, is I'm also a somatic sex educator. So that was the piece, which I think is really important to bring in here um, because that kind of felt like a missing piece in my journey. Like I had gone into more of um, a sacred sexuality, spirituality, tantra journey, which was so healing and exactly what I needed at the time. And some of it had like psychology aspects to it. And I had done the psychology of sexuality, but I was missing something even more grounded in the trauma-informed approach, in the science-based approach of like understanding our nervous system, understanding how our brains are wired, um, how we can wire our brains for pleasure. Um, I feel like for some people, that's such an important key that they actually understand the science of their bodies and of traumas they might have experienced. Like, why do I have that reaction when I you know, I'm in this position sexually, like just to understand what happened in their trauma history or in their um, brain eventually that would signal like fear or terror, right? Um, um, So I want to bring in that background too, because those teachers in that field have been so invaluable and they're really paving the way forward towards so much collective healing too. Um, so that we can live in a, a more um, inclusive, accessible world that's just not like this dominant, like necessarily heterosexual culture either. Like there's something big and beautiful happening there. Um, and in that question, how, how do people take those steps on the path of pleasure? One, it feels important to address the body because The body is like such an incredible resource and so many people don't have access to it. And that's okay. Um, uh, And I'll speak from my personal experience. I leave my body when I feel unsafe. I'll stay in my head. I'll try to go anywhere besides my body because I don't want to feel what's there. And that is okay. That's part of a coping mechanism. We all have coping mechanisms, whether it's like we dissociate or we panic or certain things happen. Um, for us that is our ourselves trying to protect ourselves. And we needed those coping mechanisms at certain points. If you are in a situation where you realize like, um, and this is quite common, I'll see this with people, they dissociate in certain sexual experiences, which means like they kind of leave. Like it's almost, some people will feel like they're kind of above their body. Um, or just like checked out. And, and sometimes you can see that in people's eyes. Like if you really looked at their eyes um, and in the trauma-informed approach, 
I'm always, you know, guiding people to check that out in the people they work with and in participants, right? Um, and in themselves, because we all yeah. have our own forms of dissociation. Like we can even dissociate by um, just like having all these thoughts and like thinking about this like grocery list of things we have to take care of while we're like actively trying to self-pleasure ourselves or we're in an intimate experience with someone else. Um, so, so just to notice that and, um, and, and be okay. Like the acceptance is such an important part of this journey. And it's really like meet yourself where you are, meet yourself exactly where you are. Um, even in this moment, it's like, you're in the perfect place. Mm. You are where you need to be. Um, and you can build an allyship with your body with your life like you can look at it like that as you kind of said the co-creator like we're also these co-creators within ourselves right and our different parts Mm -hmm. and if um the body is not accessible yet that's okay it's like just notice if there's extra shame or extra guilt because of that and that's okay sometimes it's like these really simple embodiment practices of like noticing when we're drinking water, like how can we become more embodied in that moment? Mm -hmm. Right. Or like slowly working with touch um, and really being aware and intentional about our touch. Um, So, so there's different practices, also things like dancing and movements and um, where it's really for us, like, for nobody else, like I always like to say, like dance like no one's watching kind of thing and see what what inspires you to come more home into your body. Um, and it's totally okay to have the guidance and support of other people. Sometimes that's exactly what we need first. And that's why um, people may come work with me or work with, with anyone. It could also be like, a sacred friend you really trust and you're like hey like can you help me with this right like we there's so many possibilities here um so so there's that piece of meeting ourselves where we are and building a relationship with our bodies um finding the small pleasures like if there's there's a sexual trauma for many people um I, i would say um there's a stat like two and three women have experienced some form of sexual abuse or violence in their lives. Right. And, and that's real. And that's part of the system that we're here to transform and that we can like reclaim those parts of ourselves, those parts of ourselves that are innocent as sexual beings. Um, so, so just noticing wherever we are on that path of like claiming pleasure, um, Another uh, aspect of that is checking out our stories and limiting beliefs around pleasure. I, I definitely grew up with this one. Like, I don't have time for pleasure. I was like already like a teenager. I don't have time for pleasure. Like, um, pleasure is unproductive. Like, I can point you to many places that has come from in our society. I've worked with clients where they're like, pleasure comes last. And it's like, after I've done everything. And I'm like, okay, so pleasure's never going to come because we never complete everything we're supposed to complete. <laughs> if someone has, please contact me. I need to know your secrets. Um, but to, to really prioritize that relationship with pleasure is essential. And to work with it, again, one of my clients, seeing um, them bring pleasure to like the center of their experience, and trusting. Um, and this is a person who has a very like high performing job, loves high performing work, right? It's, it's nonstop sometimes, but to put pleasure at the center of that and realize this is going to support everything. This is actually the most productive choice I can make. Um, so we all have our own versions of like, what are our limiting beliefs around pleasure? Whether it's like only this much pleasure is allowed or pleasure only gets to come at this point, or pleasure is bad, like looking at that and and rewriting it. Again, the support of someone else can be helpful, but you can also just sit with it and be like, oh, okay, just putting, expressing it out on paper and seeing it there um, and holding 
um, an intention and desire to build a new relationship with pleasure. And, you know, in our whole conversation, I just keep feeling the central theme of relationship, right? We're in relationship with everything. And, um, and that's part, again, of the co-creation. Like, we can define that. We can shape that. We can change that. Um, um, those are some of the first pieces, I would say, like, are really that foundational piece. And then from there, um, um, and that could be another podcast for us, but there's so many pleasure practices, like, to really find. And there's no right pleasure practices. There's no wrong pleasure practices. Like, you know, just inviting everyone for a moment to dig within themselves and ask like what is one of the most pleasurable things I enjoy doing without any filter right what is one thing that makes me feel alive that like really allows me to feel again that soul soul authentic self of like this is who I am this is why I'm here um it's those moments and it's not like okay because I just like completed my PhD or I just like sold out my group program like it's not those moments it's it's these clicks in ourselves like for me at least I've really noticed it's just suddenly noticing like how deeply I can take in the rays of the sun that are popping through like a winter sky right I'm like oh, yes <laughs> Clearly, I love the sun, right? <laughs> so pleasure gets to happen for everyone in different ways. And the last thing I'll say is to allow the elements to inspire you. Um, because there's kind of, like I just said, the sun, like that's like a fiery pleasure I could tap into. Um, or water, like yeah. how can I move my body like water in ways that would feel good? Or um, do I enjoy connecting with water or earth or wind or breath? Like it's all there. And I know you're very turned on by the elements too. And I, you know, there's so many questions I have for you. <laughs> yes. yes. And I just love that, that concept and embodiment practice of putting joy at the center of your everyday, not just in your business, not just in your relationship, even though, yes, that is the most, that's a very important part, but just of who you are and, and your self-nourishing practices. This is something that I've been experiencing myself is how can I s just feel pleasure by just touching my hand or doing simple things like breathing, coming back to the breath can be one of the deepest pleasures that we can get is you can only go as deep as how deep you breathe and if we're so stuck in just breathing shallow or not even breathing like sometimes you know just to tie it back to the trauma informed you know practices and approach we can catch ourselves when we are in these coping mechanisms when we are experiencing wanting to separate ourselves from experiences in our life to just come back into these simple pleasures into the simple things in our life that brings us just a little bit of joy and I love that you're bringing into this piece of the elements because I'm so passionate about this and you know Chinese medicine really brings in this piece of we're based off of all of the elements so in fact you can watch everything that's happening happening out in nature and learn about yourself and in fact the ancient Taoists knew this they based a whole philosophy on just understanding nature and there's a reason why when you go into nature or where you enter into the ocean and you go outside and you feel the sun rays on your skin there's a reason why it lights up your body is because our body is inherently nature we are made of Mama Gaia and all of her elements. And in fact, when we can come into right relationship with all of those things, right? And just saying, I'm going to be here now in my body, be present with whatever comes through. If it's a little bird that's chirping, or if there's a, if there's a certain temperature that you're feeling on your skin, like just being with that and having no judgment or 
no set way it has to be in that moment, then we can come back into our bodies and the wisdom of our bodies and just learn deeper about ourselves. And there's no other things that you have to do in that moment, you know, and if we can just give ourselves like five minutes, like I invite you, if you're listening to this, taking these pieces of, okay, how can I put joy at the center of my day, of my practice, or even in these five minutes, just saying, I'm going to operate solely from pleasure and just joy in this moment. And if that means having a little bit of cacao or, you know, just dancing in the mirror for like five minutes, what does that do in your body? And, And just feel what that does. If we allow ourselves to feel pleasure and joy, it just brings even more pleasure. It magnetizes us to more pleasurable experiences. And yeah, we begin to unravel these stories and these complexes that we've subscribed to for such a long time. And the system of not wanting you to be in your pleasure is really beginning to unfold for many of us. I mean, we are all collectively working through and processing old traumas, fears, anger of many lineages before us and many traumas that have happened. So I see you, we see you, we recognize you in that. And we're here to remind you that there's another way. We're here to remind you that you are inherently born out of pleasure. You're inherently born out of joy. And in fact, when you come back into that, you remember yourself, your authentic essence and what you're meant to bring into this world. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that I get to talk to you about this, Sophia, because you truly are, yes, again, like that pillar for people that you work with. And this is tying me into speaking about creativity because this is something that you deeply stand for. And to talking about how can we bring in this approach of co-creation with everything in our life, with our businesses, with our relationship, how can we understand that we are co-creating from a place of I'm worthy, I deserve joy, I deserve pleasure, I deserve to feel fucking amazing in my body how can I then come from a place of okay how can I co-create with my partner in this situation how can I co-create my business from that place of serving people and bringing them into their joy yeah I want to speak a little bit into that and yeah just dive into what that has been like for you bringing people through their creative processes Sounds great. Yeah, I love I love the idea of ending with creativity because it's all connected, right? Um, and and as I dive into creativity, I want to just um, connect back for a moment to what you said about the elements and the, like and breath and air and just the pleasure that we can find in our breath. Um, and again, with the trauma informed approach, that's breathing deeply isn't always accessible to people, but there are like, as we work through things, it's another place we can reclaim. And I have this incredible mentor, Catherine Jesse, who really invites in an eco-sexuality approach to, to see the breath as our first lever. And with each inhale, like we're really taking in this lever and with each exhale, like we can exhale our love and appreciation, like just feel that flow. And again, that aliveness that our breath is part of. What are the types of breaths we take that make us feel more alive, more pleasure versus the types of breath that are more like, you know, the day to day and kind of stressed out. And (laughs) there's, I'm not going to get everything done, you know, that kind of feeling, (laughs) which is so human, right? It's all human. Um, but to have those moments, like I like to tell people is kind of, um, find those patterns that we want to change these like habitual ways, maybe of that short breath. And as soon as we notice it, let that trigger a change, 
as soon as we notice ourselves potentially like, um, you know, a kind of did on our voice, let that noticing trigger wait. What do, what could I do instead? What, what do I want to say? Do I need to take a pause? Will I take a deeper breath? Like just allow that to happen. It's a way that we can start to retrain our brain a little bit. Um, and always start with small things. Don't work with your biggest triggers right away, but start with smaller ones. Um, um, and and in the, the creative piece, like it's all there, right? It's like, how do we get creative with how we want to grow, how we want to change? Um, also want to highlight one piece of seeing seeing ourselves as, as our first and foremost lover. Like it's, we have this relationship and union with the divine and and that's really embodied in ourselves and and whether or not that resonates right that might not resonate for some people but what is the relationship you can cultivate with yourself as your first and greatest lover and how do you get creative in that relationship like if you're kind of bored of your own touch or feel disconnected from it like what are these different types of touch you could try and when i work with people like it's just like endless practices of how do we keep connecting with ourselves and getting creative and curious and exploring. So, so there's that piece, um, while we work with intentions, like one of the, um, intentions that comes up so, uh, deeply is like, what would your life be like if you woke up every morning for the next month and, and said, I choose pleasure. I will be guided in my day by pleasure. Um, and even if it's like one or two things that day, but just like feeling that intention and, and commitment to pleasure. Um, and you kept speaking about self-worth. Like we're all on self-worth journeys, right? Um, I, I believe our essence is like fully worthy, Full, like full love, full joy, like all of the things, just fully human too. Um, uh, but how do we create this new pattern? So I believe when we choose pleasure, we're choosing our worth. Every time we can, even if it's a small thing, like let me slow down so that I can enjoy this moment. There's so much worthiness in that because I'm worthy. We don't, we might not say that, right? But just to um, understand that's a relationship that we're co-creating too. Like we're co-creating all of it. And I really like to work with people and myself and looking at the small things. What are those small things? And usually the more daily things that I can change in those small, beautiful moments. Like my, my mentor, Kevin, once told me, a beautiful life isn't this destiny or this arrival place or like, okay, once I'm like married or have this sold out program or have made this amount of money or have this house, right? Like all these ways we can be like, I'll have the most beautiful life. Like these are parts of my dreams. It can even be like part of, you know, once I feel like I've finally healed this part of me, there can be inner and outer goals, but rather a beautiful life um, is more about all those beautiful moments we have along the way. And when we string them together, we get to see that we've created something really beautiful. Right. Um, so all these words are like synonymous, like they're <laughs> beauty, pleasure, joy. Um, yes. Yeah. And, um, I, I wonder if I've like answered your question enough, but I, I think even in business, for example, um, there's so much about recognizing, um, especially as entrepreneurs, like I'll speak from that aspect, um, and just like really honor and recognize the different pressures and like the system that we're operating within, um, that, that can be challenging and, and, um, have a lot of things to navigate and work through when it comes to like our relationship with work or business or money, like all of those pieces, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and how do we stay connected to our values of, of how we want to show up and operate? Like for me, some of those values include self-care, um, integrity, um, 
like, and, and, you know, I've been in this creative process for a long time. Pleasure is not always like that. Not every moment can be like this, like orgasmic peak, like pleasurable moment. Right. But the pleasure of just being like, oh, I need a, I need a break right now. Like I've been doing this for like a few hours. I've been going like a lot through the last few weeks, months, years, like I need to take a break. I need to take a pause. Even if it's just like five minutes in that day and that worthiness, right? Or that sense of um, evaluating like, okay, where's the pressure coming from? What are the priorities? How can I like, just to make sure, am I, what am I choosing right now? Are there any choices I can make differently here to have, um, more pleasure, including a lot of the times it's internally. Like uh, what, what are the deadlines and expectations that I've self-created that might not have even been realistic in the first place? <laughs> um, yeah. But I want to keep like, it's like a dance of accountability that we get things done. And also that we don't just like let our lives pass by us <laughs> while we're like so right. focused on a goal, right? Um, and, and to really trust in the timing of our, of our processes, like of really, um, I guess noticing when I, someone said this recently, I was just uh, seeing it, but it was like time scarcity, like this Mm -hmm. feeling of like, I don't have enough time to do everything. I need to like get this done by this time. And that's one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur. Like you want to stay accountable. You want to stay on track. You want to keep moving forward for sure. It's not linear. I say that to everyone. Don't think that you can just like calculate your whole year ahead. Like if the last two years has taught me anything, it's like don't just think you can have a plan and execute it right? You have to have some wiggle room. You have to have some ability to get creative and problem solve. Um, And those are one of the most valuable skills we can continue to cultivate um, and to think outside of the box, but also to understand that, that we get to define the time too. And Mm. where, what are we actually running out of? Is it a place of like, I haven't done enough all these other people have like already done this or, you know, and, and we can say, and I said to myself that I would be here by this moment, but like really taking a step back and being like, okay, how do I keep honoring where I want to go and honor where I am right now? And how do I like recreate my schedule or, um, um, decide that actually, no, I need, I need to take a break right now and I'm going to recalibrate and it'll it'll support me in the next push. Like sometimes there is a push. Sometimes there is a thing we have to get done. Um, um, which, which is all, all fine, but ultimately in our brains, we create a structure where we're still prioritizing ourselves. We're prioritizing our pleasure. We're prioritizing our well being, which to me is like part of the core essence of the kind of work I want to be involved in right? Those are part of my core values. (laughs) And Mm. the slower we go, the more choices we have. Um, We can check out our decisions. It's not about like, and I'll say this in sexuality too. I always recommend slowness because we can just take time to keep feeling and to listen and to decide, okay, wait, is that the choice I want to make right now? Like whether it's big business agreement or a contract you have to sign or something like just to know you can always have more time um Mm. and you and and maybe you just have to communicate that to yourself or to other people right we're all in relationship together um yes yeah so many things to say (laughs) so many things and this conversation has been so healing and I just want to thank you so much and you're really speaking onto this piece of having sovereignty like you really are the creator, the awakened creator, and you have sovereignty over how you understand your life, how you interpret your life, how you respond to life. And yeah, well, that could be a whole nother episode. And you know, we won't go there today, but I just want to say thank you so much for just being such a healing force and to sharing your magic, your medicine with all of us. And yeah, just to come to a close, how can people reach with 
reach you and work with you deeper. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this I'm open to the part two and beyond. So I'll <laughs> happy to be back anytime. Um, and so grateful for this conversation with you today and this connection. Um, for being in contact with me, we can probably put it in the um, link too. I have a website. Um, right now, my website is soulfoodsex.com and soon it will be sophiafaria.com. Um, so we'll put the link to the website. Um, shoot me an email. Um, they can also, if anyone's listening and they can't find me, they could totally contact you and you can connect us. Um, um, and on Instagram, my handle is I am Sophia Faria. So just find me. I'm always open to questions and feedback. If there was something that sparked curiosity for you, or if there's something that challenged you in this conversation, uh, please know I am open to, to speaking further and to hearing um, how this might have touched you or impacted you. So amazing. Thank you so much, Sophia. And I'm sure you've inspired so many people. And me, I've just been like typing away, taking notes, and just want to thank you for just being a wise woman. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone so that joined love. as well. We'll see you on the next yeah. time. Bye for now. Yeah. <laughs> with you of what 